All right. Hey guys, Dijon here uh, from Trend Watchers, and I got uh, Kalia Nicole. Am I saying your name right? Kalia, Kalia, Kalia. But it's a hard one. It's okay. <laughs> Kalia Nicole, yeah. <laughs> Hello. I, sh I, sh I should have asked that before we hit record, but it's all good. But yeah, this is episode two of Finding Your Purpose podcast, and uh, Kalia has a, a, like an amazing story that um, that she's going to share with you guys so yeah should be a really uh a good one so yeah i guess let's, let's hop right into it yeah let's do it so um tell me more about yourself like uh like where are you from like, like where are you calling from yeah so i'm currently based in tampa florida the sunshine state Love hey. it over here. <laughs> i was raised in ohio though and i moved to florida about 10 years ago i love it i don't i don't want to leave <laughs> man <laughs> florida's a florida's a really nice state i used to always live on the east coast now I'm, I'm over here in utah but like yeah. i'm definitely coming back to the east coast of florida also oh, the yeah. best time zone too eastern time zone oh yeah oh yeah nice. you yeah, I love Utah too, though. My my husband's family used to live over there. And so such a great state as well. It's beautiful out there. Oh, yeah. And some real mountains. But I love me to beaches every now and then. Yep, I'm definitely a beach girl. Yeah. I will take the beach all day. Yep, beaches and Waffle House. So, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. that right there. I love that. Yep. So, uh, like, uh, growing up, can you, tell me, can you tell me a little bit more about that as far as, like, your your hobbies, what you like to do? Yeah. So I really grew up, I kind of always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like the young kid. We, at one point, my family up in Ohio, we lived on a golf course and I was the young girl, like eight or nine years old where the golf balls would land in our yard. And so I would grab them. I would clean them, you know, make them all brand new, had my mom take me out to go get some chips and, you know, packs of Gatorade. And I would set up a stand right there on the golf course. And as the golfers would come by, Whoa. I would sell them back their golf balls that landed in my yard that they were still playing with. And I was like, ah, oh, sorry, you know, that's going to be a dollar, $2. I was always <laughs> finding something like to, to create or to sell. I was doing, I was like always the one that did like the lemonade stands or would try and make the friendship bracelets and sell them at school. Like yeah. I just always loved the idea of having my own business. And so when I was younger, I did, you know, lots of sports. I was always trying to find kind of like an mm -hmm. entrepreneurial route to take. And then really things shifted for me when I got to college. So I actually started my business when I was 17 years old, I was a freshman in college and I was listening to one of our professors go around in an introductory class, asking what everyone wanted to do once they graduated. And everyone was like, Oh, I want to be in corporate or I want to have a a law, a legal office, or I want to be a doctor or whatever. And came around to me and I was like, I don't want to work in corporate and I, I'm <laughs> here for marketing. Like I, I'm not, I'm not doing anything crazy out here. And so I, it was just in that moment that I realized I really didn't want to spend my life working for somebody else. I wanted to create my own company. I wanted to have that time and location and financial freedom and, and build something. I didn't know what that looked like. So I ended up starting a blog and I just was always intrigued by doing something new and just having that freedom of being able to try new things and shift things. Because even when I was younger, I was always trying new things or trying a new sport. Mm -hmm. I was constantly like getting bored with what I was doing and then shifting into a new space or trying to get a new job because I wanted to, you know, try something new. And so I like it. it's just funny how like growing up and being younger and seeing those kinds of things that I was doing as a kid and how they've translated and turned into me, you know, now at 24, having my own business and I've had it for the last seven years, but mm -hmm. I feel like the, the skills that I was developing young, you know, from a young age and kind of like, the, I don't know, the signs I was showing from yeah. like eight <laughs> nine years old, right. Like kind of led me to, 
now being here and having my own company, which is, is a huge blessing. Yeah. I love that golf ball, uh, that golf ball story about how like just selling the golf balls back to them. Yeah. And the part I love about that specifically is that like, um, the people like your customers are coming to you. You're not really coming yeah. to them. So they have like, they ran at that. That's, that, that's amazing. I was meeting them where they were at. I was like, Ooh, yeah. sorry, landed in my yard. So you yeah. gotta buy it back for me. It's mine now. I'm saying, yeah. And then upsell them. of like, you want a Gatorade too with that? You exactly. Know? I'm like, you're thirsty. You know, I kind of got in trouble when I was younger with like the golf cart girls. Cause they were like, you can't be doing this. And so yeah. I had to like kind of hide behind a tree. <laughs> some haters they found me. They found me. I was like I'm over yeah. here <laughs> that's funny I love that and I love how uh like you know like as you were like growing up you were going from like one thing to another yeah um, I was kind of the same way too uh I, I get my parents always told me like Dijon you have, you have like a hard time focusing but I'm kind of grateful for like bounce from thing to thing because like I have all those accumulated skills yes. and I guess my question for you is like what like as you're going through like all these ventures growing up what skill sets were you uh, using and accumulating and how are they helping you today with what you're doing now? Yeah, I love that question because I'm really big on transferable skills, especially as a business owner. You know, like what skills can you gain from any situation, any circumstance, any job that you're in, mm -hmm. you know, community that you're in, season of life that you're in, like what can you grab from that and be able to apply during other seasons of life mm -hmm. or business that you walk into? And I would say some of the ones for me were just in general people skills, being able to have conversations with people, communicate my thoughts and my ideas well. That translated into, you know, now negotiating paid partnerships with brands or business deals with other companies. I would say another one would be just speaking, being able to speak not only like one-on-one, -on -one, but also, you know, doing podcast interviews and things like this mm -hmm. or speaking on stages and that translating into everything from like how I'm showing up online to hosting my own conferences or speaking on stages and, you know, that being a big part of my business, I would say like just a lot of people skills, a lot of just like yeah. communication skills and also just a lot of discipline. I really tried to discipline myself at a young age, whether, you know, just kind of like really forcing myself to go through college when I did not want to go yeah. through college and I did finish, but I was like, this is such a waste of my time. I down to be an you. Entrepreneur. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I finished yeah. it and you know, here we are. But just learning that discipline when it was even something like doing homework or making sure I was meeting deadlines. And I, when I was in college, I was like a full-time schedule. I had, mm -hmm. you know, five classes a semester. Typically I was working a part-time job and then I was building my business at the same time. And That's so insane. <laughs> yeah. I was crazy. Um, still am crazy. <laughs> and so you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do so many things at once. Cause I was like, I just also wanted to prove that I could, that I could balance that and just creating like an insane amount of discipline. And that's allowed me to really transfer that into now, like I have a team of five that mm -hmm. I'm leading. And so being able to also delegate, being able to communicate the goals and the vision of our company and where mm -hmm. we're heading and lead them well and serve my team well, but then also show up and serve, you know, my community well. And so it's just taking like, Every, every single thing that you go through, you can always grab something for that to use later in life. And so mm -hmm. it's just, like you said, you know, accumulating all of these different things through different situations and circumstances you go mm -hmm. through, but you eventually end up using those skills in some capacity down the line. Yep. And it's a beautiful thing, you know, it is, it is. <laughs> and that's the number one piece of advice. I tell people, like people that come to me and they're like, Oh, like I want to get started making, um, uh, like money online or just like doing something. And like, um, Sometimes, no, like in most cases, like the right opportunity, like uh, 
isn't right there right now. So I always tell yeah. people to go and like build skills, like go out there and like learn learn something so that when the opportunity totally. comes, you could just execute really quickly. So totally. I love that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. networking too. I would say that was a big one. Like I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to put myself in rooms where I was not the smartest person. I wanted to be like, quote unquote, not the most intelligent person in that room. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to find rooms where there are people smarter than me that are doing bigger things that have bigger goals because it challenges me and mm -hmm. it inspires me and it encourages me. And like, I'm always trying to learn something from any new person that I mm -hmm. meet. I'm always trying to learn something and then also simultaneously figure out how can I serve you? Is there anything that I could do to meet a need in your business or in your life right now? Like, how could I pour into you? And, you know, just kind of having that like reciprocity and in, in networking and making those relationships. I know you're super big on networking as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like a big one in business, like just networking and meeting as many new people as you possibly can. Absolutely. Yep. And one thing I like doing uh, to take things further, I don't really, I like, it's really weird that I collect people's phone numbers because like phone numbers, like I add them to the phone and then it's just like another, like yeah. another lost number in my phone book. I like <laughs> adding people on like Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook. And then yes. just like, um, keeping the stories up, posting consistently. So that they're able to like, just like, um, they're at least not thinking about me 24 seven, you know, but just like, uh, like you're saying they top have, of mind. Mm -hmm, yep. So, yeah. so for you, let's say someone, so like, um, and we'll hop into this like later in, <laughs> in a bit, but like someone wants to, um, make money as far as they like, get in like collaborations on Instagram or whatever social media platform first person that comes to mind is you, you know? So I love, yeah. I love using like social media and networking to kind of like yeah. not only build the network, but also to um, kind of like stay fresh in people's minds when the, mm -hmm. when the, whenever a problem or opportunity arises. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah, I love networking for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, it's such yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Do you have like a strategy as far as like maintaining your, uh, like maintaining a network? Yeah, good question. I, I same following on TikTok or Instagram or, you know, making that like LinkedIn connection. I just started like leveraging LinkedIn when our CMO joined our team in January. And she was like, we got to get you on LinkedIn. Like that's where the companies are, especially like mm -hmm. me being in the brand partnership realm, you know, trying to make connections with like other influencer marketing managers or content creators or influencers. And so I, that's like one of mine. I also love, um, sometimes like I'll still get business cards from people, but I always write down on the business card, like what the connection was. My dad taught me that he was like, anytime you get a business card, write down like uh, a fun fact that you learned about them or, you know, not just like what they do, but like something that's going to help you remember their name. And then I like try and practice remembering their name. Cause sometimes I yeah. can talk about <laughs> that, you know, so that's why I love like the social connection as well to like, be like, okay, yeah, that's this person. And I met them at this event and like, this is what they do. And like, this is what they're known for. And like, that's kind of the conversation that we had, but I also really try to be more and more consistent as I get older and as I build my network to consistently follow up with certain people. So there are certain people where it's like, I will literally put it on my calendar to like reach out and just check in and be like, Hey, just like wanted to connect with you. Is there any way that like I could serve you in your business this week? Or like, mm -hmm. how could I pray for you? Or like, how could I support you with what you're doing? Or like, just how are you? How are mm -hmm. things like, how's business going for you? Like how's life? How's your family? How are your kids? Like, I don't, depends on who the person is, but I try and be really consistent about following up and like continuing to like put myself on their radar. And that has not only led to like amazing friendships and relationships, of course, but also really amazing business opportunities because like that consistency and persistence that I'm also showing in like 
genuinely trying to build a relationship and seeing how we can like mutually serve one another. That's something that people really appreciate. And I think that is like almost like a lost art nowadays. It's kind of like mm-hmm. everything is like so fast transaction and like, what can you do for me? And if you can't do anything for me, I don't care. And it's like, you know, networking isn't, isn't just about, you know, finding people that can do something for you. It's also just like knowing that like you're blessed to be a blessing and like trying to see how you can bless other people that, mm-hmm. you know, could use your strengths or your skill sets or your connections. And like, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how I really look at networking. And I'm also trying to build like genuine relationships and connections yeah. <laughs> with people that understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur or a business owner or a content creator, because not everyone gets that space either. Mm-hmm. I love how you uh, said like, uh, just like, making a note it's the same thing because i do the same thing as well my calendar like oh i gotta call uh brian or um jessica on uh yeah. like monday or tuesday of this week here but i love like um i don't know what you do specifically but i love just picking up the phone just like calling people out the blue and be like hey what's up and just <laughs> having up? like yeah so yeah. like 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 how's business going how's the family coming along how's uh just like good like personal questions so like um it's it's just just like um i guess like with the entrepreneurship journey um uh building the business making sales that's nice but like uh real happiness comes from like the people like you like yeah. like helped along the way and kind of like they're all like with you as your journey went along totally. and that's like yeah that's like the part that makes me the most happy so that's one thing yeah. I like doing it's like picking up the phone just like talking to people you know Yes. We don't do that enough anymore. I'm saying, (laughs) I'm like, Hey, do you want to do like a virtual 15 minute, like coffee chat or something like just to catch up and, you know, see what's going on. And like, even stuff like that, like you could do a phone call and it's like texts are great as well. But like, I love sending voice messages a lot. Mm -hmm. I love trying to like have a phone call or be on the phone or be on like a zoom chat. Even if it's just like 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, just to like, you know, tell someone that you're thinking about them or, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that it's so important to build those relationships and make mm-hmm. that a priority because I think sometimes we, it's so important to make money. Obviously we have a business, we have like bills yeah. to pay, but we can't also lose building those relationships in the process because the, there's so much joy in that community, like building that community as mm-hmm. a business owner. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think you touched on this a little bit of your blog, but like what got you into becoming like a content creator? What was like yeah. the, the story about uh, behind that? <laughs> yes. So started my blog at 17 and then realized that there were other creators that were making money through brand partnerships. And so I started reaching out and I've always been big on like investing in business, investing in myself, investing in coaching mentorships. So I reached out to a few of them and I was like, Hey, can I literally pay you to teach me the ins and outs of how influencer marketing works and how you're working with brands and how you're landing these paid partnerships or paid blog posts? I was like, how does what even is this? Yeah. <laughs> How does it work? Like, let's let me let me know because I want to be in on this. And I was just really intrigued by it. And because I was so young and like so new to the industry, you know, people weren't terrible, but they were just like, you know, that's really a nice thought that you want to do that, but like you're not gonna make it. And I'm just giving you some tough love. Like it's just not gonna work out for you. So like just don't waste your time trying to figure it out and basically no, I'm not gonna help you. There was so much influencer gatekeeping influencer marketing gatekeeping, right? And mm-hmm. industry gatekeeping. And it still exists today. Not thankfully, not as much, but back then this was 2015. So like influencer marketing was like, you know, influencer marketing has been around for a long time if we like go back, mm-hmm. but it really started when like YouTube had launched and, you know, it was not nearly as big back then as it is right now. Yeah. And so I was told that I wasn't going to make it and they were going to help me even if I paid them. And so I was like, well, 
I'm going to figure it out myself. And that's what, we like. <laughs> that's, that's what I just started doing. I just started trial and error, like sending terrible pitches to brands and like yeah. and taking on like insane deals. I should never take on. I would never recommend people to take on. Yeah. Now, but like I was just trying to figure it out. And so I, through that, I started landing deals. I finally started getting a system mm -hmm. down and created kind of like my own framework for how I pitch and negotiate brand partnerships. Mm -hmm. Then I started posting about them and then creatives were like, Hey, how are you doing that? And I was like, I will never be the person that is like, no, I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you because it's a secret and it's only for me. Yeah. No, I was like, no, like you win, I win. Like, this is a community. Like let's mm -hmm. share what we know and, and what we've learned and like pass on ideas to each other and like give each other advice. And so I just started sharing like education. I started doing like free mentoring for people. I was like, I want you to land paid partnerships too. Like that was my passion is just like getting other people like you know, taking them on and saying like, let's get you doing this as well. Like let's mm -hmm. monetize what you're doing. And so I started getting a lot of more people that wanted to, you know, hire me like as a coach or as a mentor, and I couldn't keep up with the demand. So I was like, okay, I think I need to start charging for this. Yeah. So I started doing, you know, like very like low key, like 30 minute sessions I was charging for. Then I kind of mm -hmm. dabbled in one-on-one -on -one. and then it was 2019 that I had the idea to create a group coaching program where mm -hmm. I would really walk creatives through how from start to finish, how to land paid brand partnerships, no matter what their follower count was. And I ended up like, before I even finished the entire framework for that, I sold out all the spots in That's the beautiful. program. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so yeah. people do want this. And so I did that for a couple of seasons. I think we did like two or three rounds of group coaching. And it got to the point where I had way more, I was having to turn away people from the group coaching aspect because I just couldn't take on, like, I'm really big on like doing work with excellence and also like mm -hmm. pouring so intentionally into every single person that decides to invest in me, because it's just not a decision that I take lightly when mm -hmm. you're choosing to invest in me. And so I was like, okay, what, how, what do we do? And then 2020 hit. And I was like, okay, a lot of people are losing their jobs. A lot of people are wanting to get into this space. How can we get more people? How can we make this more accessible? Number one, more financially accessible. And number two, get more people landing paid partnerships. Like people mm -hmm. can, anyone can do this. Like, I, and I can teach them, I can teach them. Like, how can we get more people in here? And so I had this idea of turning network to net worth, which is my, was my group coaching program mm -hmm. into my now signature self-paced course. So it's mm -hmm. 12 modules. We turned it everything into from the group coaching program. We like moved it over into Kajabi, created mm -hmm. an online platform for it. And then I had the idea of like, what if people could not only learn from me, but also learn from, you know, lawyers, CPAs, mm -hmm. people that specialize in travel collaborations, people that run agencies and are managing influencers, people that are on the brand side that are doing the influencer uh, programs for these massive companies. Mm -hmm. What if we could bring them in and have them do these guest speaker interviews? So then like these students could learn from not only me, but like 25 plus other people. Mm -hmm. and so that's what we did. And so now Network to Net Worth is my signature self-paced course where you can learn from me and up to 25 plus other guest speakers that are specialized in their industry. And it's financially accessible for creators. And also I, there's no cap to how many people can get in mm -hmm. there. So that was like kind of what started <laughs> this realm of like me monetizing, not only through brand partnerships, but also through the educational aspect. And that's truly what I fell in love with. Like I love being a content creator and I still do yep. that full time, but my heart is education. Like my heart is just getting other people to land paid brand partnerships. And for me personally, I've secured like 50 K in brand deals, but I help my clients secure my students secure up six figures. Plus like mm -hmm. we're about to break about a million dollars that we've helped our students make. 
So I help that's my a, students. That's a pretty cool number. Yeah. <laughs> that, like I help my students make way more than I ever have, but that's my goal. I want my students to be insanely more successful than I ever have been because I'm taking the last seven years of my knowledge, page, packaging it up into this course and handing it to them. So when mm -hmm. they first start out, they're starting like seven years of experience basically in and mm -hmm. learning how to do things the right way the first time. And like that, that is what blesses me the most. Like that is my passion is just really taking other creatives and saying like, here's your unique skills and talents. Mm -hmm. Here's how you can monetize them. Here's how you can build long-term and well-paid partnerships with brands, no matter what your follower count is. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, uh, I was planning on saving this question a little bit uh, later because it's like the Finding Your Pur Purpose podcast. But uh, I guess like out of those like case studies and success stories, which ones really brought like the most joy and fulfillment into your life? And I, and I can give you examples. So, like for me, like uh, with my company, Trend Watchers, I help like creators go viral with trends. And um, when I helped my first client go from like 3K subscribers to like over 400,000 subscribers in over wow. in about two years, um, just watching that like transformation like made me feel like super like like I felt like I was making an impact in the world you know so I don't know you have yeah. like any stories like that like something where I was do. like wow yeah <laughs> yes I do I'll share a couple so I would say one of my favorite testimonials that we get from Intuin students is just the increase in confidence in themselves. Sometimes it's not even a dollar amount that they landed, but it's just them actually believing that they are more capable than they had been giving themselves credit for. Mm -hmm. And that they are actually have great talents and skills that they can leverage to monetize. And like just that confidence in themselves or like the mindset shifts that happen where they like don't believe in themselves and now they're like no I can't do this like I got it and like that translates not only in business but also in just how you carry yourself and and you believing in in yourself and like you believing that you're worth it and that you're worth being paid like those are some of my favorite testimonials that I get is just like the confidence in the mindset shifts or someone mm -hmm. that's like oh my gosh like I've never thought that I could do this and now I really believe that I can all the way to we had a student that within her first year of, you know, or she took into N and within her first year, not even, she was like, I, it wasn't even a full year. She made 89 K her first year. And now she That's makes a consistent six figures a year just from brand partnerships. That's not to take into consideration any other of her, mm -hmm. you know, more or, uh, revenue streams that she has strictly from brand partnerships. She's doing that. So I would say like, and then in the middle of that, you know, people leaving their full-time jobs that they hated and didn't feel mm -hmm. valued at and are doing content creation full-time after taking into in to those that are like, you know what, the brand partnership money that I'm making now has allowed me to take my family on a vacation that we've always dreamed of, mm -hmm. or has allowed me to have my husband step away from a job that he hates. And so we are doing this and like, that's picking up and I'll be able to step away from my job soon. Like just people living in alignment to like what they're truly passionate about and what mm -hmm. they feel like they're called to in life and being able to do that because of what they're learning and in, into in and just mm -hmm. like negotiation skills, because I teach a lot of negotiation into in and then being able to translate that and negotiate for higher salaries. If they do love their job and they're doing brand partnerships on the side mm -hmm. or, you know, negotiate for, uh, you know, even things on like vacations, right? Like yeah. <laughs> deals or like hotel stays or yeah. you know, so many different things, like things that are like really making them you know, live a life that they love and are passionate about and they feel like is in alignment to what they feel like they're called to do. Mm -hmm. And those are some of my favorites. I have so many that I could share, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really, really, um, it's very fulfilling just seeing the, the stories that come out of students that take into end. I like it. And I also love how, um, 
like the skills like your uh, students are learning, like how they're able to like not only apply it to like um, uh, and like getting like uh, partnerships, but also how they can apply it to just like all areas in life. You know, yes. <laughs> I find that really yes, the transferable yeah. skills. Really big <laughs> yeah. on teaching transferable skills. So like pitching, I'm like pitching. You can apply to anything. Negotiating, you can apply to anything. How do you sell? Yeah. You can apply that to anything. Creating content. We're always gonna, we live in a content focused world. Like you mm -hmm. can apply that to so many different things, and so. It's, it's really cool to see how they use it, not only for brand partnerships, but like all these other areas in their lives and, and in their business and even like friends or family's lives or their significant other's lives, like how mm -hmm. they just take it and run with what I'm teaching in there. It's, it's, it's yeah. really cool to see. Now, does your program, does it have like a mindset training? Because like of all the uh, programs I went through in order to reach like a uh, desired uh, results, it takes like a level of like, just like self-belief and self-confidence just and just like a whole like like uh paradigm shift as to believe yeah. like i like i'm worth uh um you know like this amount of money for uh for like this deal or whatever do, do, do you have something like that we do so the very first module in intuin and then we also are releasing the kind of like the baby version of intuin called intuin light mm -hmm. and both of them the very first thing that i put in there is a mindset training so mm -hmm. just really attacking like limiting beliefs that you have and shifting your perspective and like what you believe about yourself or your business or what you're capable mm -hmm. of. And then next to that and into in our main program, what we have is I brought in a uh, counselor and he, and he does like therapy and counseling. And so I brought him in to teach from like a therapy and counseling perspective, what mindset actually looks like and how you can tackle those limiting beliefs. Yeah. And we like, again, that's like really bringing in those guest speakers. Cause it's like, I don't have my PhD, but he does yeah. <laughs> this is like yeah. what he practices, you know? So it's like, I'm going to leverage that, bring him in. And I will tell you that out of all the, we have like over almost 40 hours of content and into in, and mm -hmm. that one section by far is always every single student's favorite because it sets the tone. Like I could mm -hmm. teach you all the strategies and tips and advice and hacks and ways to do things all day long. But if you genuinely don't believe that you can land paid brand partnerships, it doesn't matter how many strategies I teach you, you're always going to be holding yourself back. So mm -hmm. we have to tackle the mindset aspect first. So that's the first place that we start in both the programs. Mm -hmm. I love that. And once again, like once you fix your, uh, uh, like adjust your mindset within like, uh, like, um, like, going out there and like uh, getting those collaborations it seeps into other areas of life and just like yes. your whole life yep it's, it's a beautiful yep. thing yeah <laughs> it, is. it is I like it so um uh because I know for me I have like, my own program with like courses as well and I was like as I was making the course I was like oh, I don't need a mindset training like they'll uh, I'm just gonna give like uh, <laughs> like yeah. value 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 uh when uh I guess like uh what as you were creating this program, uh, what roadblocks did you like come across as far as like uh, like adjusting the program, like um, um, getting that first like testimonial? Like, uh, could you walk me through like your uh, I guess like um, yeah, I guess like the time frame and, and, and like the roadblocks you have to like overcome to get yeah. to where you're at. Yeah. So when we first launched Network to Net Worth as the group coaching program, I mean, we priced it. Uh, it was depending on the payment plan that you went with, it was anywhere from like 2,500 to 3,500 per person. Mm -hmm. So huge roadblock being in the creator space is that was a really high ticket investment for mm -hmm. a lot of creators. So we definitely dealt with like a lot of fear of like the price and the investment and is it mm -hmm. worth it? And when you're first launching it and like the very first thing I'm coming out with, that's a group coaching program and not necessarily just one-on-one -on -one, and it's mm -hmm. that ticket price. People were like, um, 
okay, how do I know you're worth it? Like, how do I know I'm going to make the ROI? And so like, that was a huge roadblock. And so even like now launching it as a self-paced course, network to net worth is 1497. And Mm -hmm. still like, that's way more financially accessible and everyone gets lifetime access to it, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. But I still deal with people being like, I don't know if that's the right fit for me. And that's a big investment. And I'm just starting out, which is another reason we decided to launch network to net worth light mm-hmm. for 397. So it's more financially accessible and like a lower cost investment. So like just the, the pricing was kind of hard. And then getting the first testimonial of like, you really have to like push people to like go through the program and like apply things so they can actually yep. <laughs> a testimonial yep. that like, showcases what the program taught and how it changed your life or your business or led to different, you know, partnerships. And so just like getting it off the ground, you know, the first time ever launching it came with a lot of roadblocks of, I I didn't know how to run a group coaching program. It was my first time doing it. When we launched the Mm -hmm. course version of it, I had never done a course before. It was my first time. (laughs) I think just like, for me, I'm not a tech person. I am a teacher. I'm an educator. I am not a techie. And so like the tech was a huge roadblock, but that's also where it came down to like, as I started growing my team, just starting to outsource where I did like where my strengths weren't, I just started Mm -hmm. to outsource for all my weaknesses and, you know, finding people that could help me with tech and finding people that could help me with like uploading things into the course and managing, you know, the content and uploading new content. And so I think another one too, is like the, the influencer marketing industry changes so rapidly. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be like, on it when you're updating the content and something that I know our students really value that we do is we base all of the content updates off of what they want to see. So it's based off of their feedback, their questions, what lessons they want us to add in there. And so I think at first I was like, okay, what else do I add? Like, this is what I yeah. think needs to be in there. But as we started to get more students and they started to ask questions, I was like, okay, we need a lesson on that. Or we need a whole module on that. Or we need this and that. Cause like when I first started out, I didn't do as big of a mindset module as I have now, because mm-hmm. I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, value, value, like, yeah. <laughs> and like, as they get the value, like the mindset will shift. And it's like, no, we have to focus on that. And I was seeing like a lot of them run into the issue of not landing these partnerships, that they were doing the right strategies. But then I would talk to them one-on-one and they were like, yeah, but I just like, don't feel like I can do it. And I was like, oh, that's a yeah. whole other issue that uh-huh. we need to like tackle. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, it's, I think a lot of people wait to launch a program or launch a course or launch something that they could monetize. And, you know, really they, they wait for a long time because they think it has to be perfect or it has to Mm -hmm. be like the perfect end product before Mm -hmm. they can do it. And I don't recommend waiting. Don't wait because you're going to figure it out. And like your students Mm -hmm. are also going to give you feedback as you go along or your clients Mm -hmm. or your customers, like they're going to tell you as you continue to release new versions, what they want to see next because they're going to be like the best market research and you're not going to know until you put something out there. And so I'm so glad that I didn't like when I first launched network to net worth as a group coaching program, we hosted everything in freaking Google drive. Like I I did the same as well. (laughs) I don't know where to put it. I didn't know about Kajabi at the time. Like, you know, and so like, I didn't know about the platforms. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't anything crazy spectacular. Like what it is now, three years later is insane compared to what it started as. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that I started it before it was perfect because like, it's never going to be perfect. Like, and we're still to this day, constantly adding new lessons and constantly Mm -hmm. making it better. But like, that's the way that it goes. And so like, if you're listening to this and you've been, you have 
have this idea of something that you could start. Don't wait until it's like perfect. And you have all the pieces because like your, your ideal audience and your ideal customers are going to tell you how it could be improved. And they're the best people to listen to anyway, but like, mm-hmm. just get it out there. Like just yep. start it. don't keep waiting and sitting on this great idea that you have. I like that mentality of just like going out there and doing it. Even when I come out with new uh, like uh, programs based on like uh, customer feedback, I just go out there and I pre-sell it. I don't even like, I may yeah. do like the PowerPoint, like skeleton structure, just like the names only, you know, and the modules yeah, yeah. names. Only. I don't make the whole PowerPoint, but like, I'm, I'm a big fan of just going out there and listening to the feedback and adjusting. And yeah. I, and I can relate with you as far as like giving like pep talks to uh, yeah. <laughs> customers as far as like, just like, uh, Oh, you got to go out there and do it. Like, the problem, uh, I guess, like, how I solved that problem was, like, um, making, like, more modules, go more into depth into things, and also uh, systemizing things, such as, like, making templates, making, yep. um, like, yep. um, what else, like, um, um, kind of like a scheduler, where you go and plan out, like, like, like each and every day, like, setting goals. Yes. Uh, do, yeah, did, did, did you have to find yourself making a lot of those, like, resources to make it uh, uh, kind of doing the hard work so that it's easy for your customers to... Mm-hmm. Um, get the results. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have so many plug and play pitch templates and negotiation templates and follow-up <laughs> templates and content calendars and pitching trackers and collaboration trackers. And we have like a whole directory in network to network for brand contacts where we just did the heavy lifting. So it's like, you could search any, we have like overall, I think it's almost 300 contacts that we have in there. So you don't even have to go do the research and find mm-hmm. them. You could just go in the directory and find them. So like we've done over the years, we've done so much of the heavy lifting. So they come in and it's like, you know, listen to the videos, use the templates, like mm-hmm. do the exercises, do the worksheets, but we have a lot of those digital downloads or exercises or things like that, that they can implement as they're going through the content mm-hmm. because it first started out and it was like mostly just videos and me talking and like teaching. But then I was like, okay, we need a template for this and we need a yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. so like now it's really fleshed out where we have like the step-by-step framework and then all the templates that go with it. But then we're also constantly adding new ones too, because our students mm-hmm. are like, Oh, but like, do you have a specific template for like how to pitch to a podcast or how to pitch to a hotel? So like, yep. <laughs> like your overall template and then you're like trickling down into making them more detail oriented. And so that just comes with growth, you know, and I think that our students have just really appreciated that we listen so intently with what they're wanting to see and make mm-hmm. adjustments according to their feedback. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, just listen to your your customers, you know, like listen yeah. to what they're asking you for because like they're telling you exactly what they want. And if you give them exactly what they want, they're going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you get more customers. Yes, exactly. I like that. And they tell like- other people, like they spread the word of mouth and then, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I love Intuit and you need to join Intuit. And so it's like, that's how we've really been able to grow the program. We have over 250 students in it mm-hmm. and it's a huge word of mouth referral for a lot of it. <clears throat> I like that. And I also like how you have like a big library of like free resources and templates because like you can even yeah. go and like take some of those and make like a landing page or go like get this um um get this uh outreach template for podcasts uh in exchange for your email or whatever. You, you can kind yes. of use it as like a way it's like like a nice like lead generator. So I oh, like that. Yeah. We're big on email. <laughs> we are really big on email. Like there's a huge uh there's a lot of conversation around like, oh my gosh, if you got hacked on Instagram, like, would you just be completely distraught? I mean, like for me personally, I'd be like, dang, this sucks, but thank goodness we have an email list. Cause we have yeah. an email list of over 6,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And that's like the highest converting for us when it comes to sales is like social media is really huge, mm-hmm. but we try and funnel as many people from all of our social media accounts to email because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a higher conversion. And also like, that's a, that's a deeper level of community right there where they're like giving you access into their email inbox versus mm-hmm. just 
following you on a social media platform. So I'm really big. Like we have multiple lead generators, but like our free pitch template, that's just like our general pitch template that has over 3,500 signups. That one, wow. it's over like half of our email list is because people have just signed up for a free pitch template because I've noticed that everyone for like my audience specifically in creators, all of our templates, we have the pitch template. Mm-hmm. And then we also have templates on what happens. Like if a brand emails you about an affiliate program, how can you turn that into a paid collaboration or gifted Mm -hmm. collabs into paid collaborations. We got that question all the time. So I created this series of free templates and those two are our highest generating lead magnets because it's Mm -hmm. like done for you. All you have to do is plug and play. So anything Mm -hmm. that just makes anyone's life easier, it's like worksheets are great as freebies or, you know, an exercise is great, but like a template or a Google sheet or like something that people love that (laughs) they love, they eat that Uh up. (laughs) Yeah. I know you're talking about it's the same way it's the same with my email list as well. And one thing I really love about email, um, I didn't really um I think someone shared with me this insight like last year, but like email, it's all about like uh it's nice because like uh I don't know how often you send out an email, but like to my list, I send it out like once a week. Yeah, and we do it, times a week. We do a lot of nurturing. I like it. And uh I, I love that word nurturing too, because like uh well, email, it all comes down to uh um <laughs> I forgot who it was by, but the guy said like you didn't sell uh like like you don't sell people, you just catch them at the right time. Exactly. So e- yep, so email marketing, you're sending out an email like just consistently, like uh giving the value and everything. Yes. And like uh um maybe today, like let's say I don't have the money to go and like uh like enroll into your program, but let's say uh you keep on sending emails and then three months from now a lump sum of money comes in and then you, you know, you just like the words you wrote in that email, like yeah. <laughs> it really moved yeah, me. I'm like, like all right, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to take action. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I love about email. It's oh, all, it's, yeah. it's like a timing game. <laughs> totally. Totally. And like, we've had, we've had that situation happen so many times. And what's going to be really interesting is like at the time of this recording, we haven't officially launched into Enlight. We're launching it on Tuesday. And so this is the first time we're launching like a smaller version of network to net worth that's at a much more financially accessible price. And so I think it's going to capture a lot of the people that have really wanted network to net worth, but we're like, listen, a $1,500 investment is just not something I can swing right now, but three nine. I can do that. And so it's people that have like been on our list and have seen us talk about network to network that are like, oh my gosh, I wanted that, but like into in light, like count me in, like I could buy that yeah. right now. And so what we do with all of our freebies too, is I think a lot of creatives make the mistake of like, they're told you should have an email list. So they start one and they have a lead magnet. And then that's all you hear from the creative, except for like maybe once a month we have like a newsletter or like they create something else and they like ran, it's like two months later you hear from them. So how we've set up all of our lead magnets is when you sign up, you immediately get that delivered to your inbox. So let's Mm -hmm. say you're signing up for the free pitch template. You get sent that. It's like, Hey, awesome. We're so happy that you're here. Here's your pitch template. Then we have triggers where we set them apart, like about depending on which one it is like two to three days apart where it's just value email, value email, value Mm -hmm. email. So we call those nurture sequences. So every single lead magnet that we have is attached to a nurture sequence. So no matter what they sign up for, they're getting more free content and value and tips and education. Cause my email list is like straight up education (laughs) out the wazoo. They're getting more of that. And I'm just constantly reinforcing that they made the right decision by giving me access into their inbox. Mm -hmm. Then when we run a sales sequence, like we're about to do next week, 
people are ready. Like Mm -hmm. they are just snatching it up. They're buying. Like we have the calendar, like people have their calendar set for when this launch is happening. Cause they're like the bonuses I want in, they're like waiting. (laughs) You know, and I feel like people on email lists are like waiting for Uh you to release something. So (laughs) they're just refreshing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, take my money. Okay. You can have it. You know, I want to sign up for this thing. So it's definitely a different ball game, but there's no way that I would have been able to build that email list if I didn't first build the credibility and trust I have with my community on Instagram and now TikTok. Mm-hmm. So it's all translate. It's all circle, but we try and keep it in a funnel where it's like, okay, we're funneling people from TikTok and Instagram to email lists and then email lists to actually buying the products. And so mm-hmm. we have a whole system going over here. And I think that a lot, there's a lot of missed opportunity with creatives, not pursuing an email list and only focusing on social. Cause like, what happens if you lose your account? How are you going to connect with your community? It's like uh-huh. you are renting your social media platforms. You don't own them, but you own your email list or you own mm-hmm. a website. Yep. And, you, and, you know, even if um, your email provider, like they just happen to like take down your account or whatever, you still have the emails, you just move to the next platform. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I like it. And then as far as like your strategy for like uh, getting new leads, you said TikTok. I know you have Instagram and then uh, yep. you still run the blog, right? So I actually don't do the blog anymore. Funny enough, I have like the website, but we mainly keep it for our sales. So really how we're funneling people is like LinkedIn, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, we have LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Or t- yeah, well, we have Twitter. I have like eight followers on Twitter. Watch out. Really, really big time out there. <laughs> I'll still <laughs> so, add it down below. <laughs> Help me out, y'all. Yeah, let's get so, to the 10. Twitter, Twitter, LinkedIn. We also, Instagram and TikTok, though, are our two biggest platforms that we're funneling people through. And so... I would say Instagram is like the main place where we've really built our email list from, Mm -hmm. but we recently had a video like go viral on TikTok. And so we like, Hey, we're almost at 10 K in like less than four weeks. And so Mm -hmm. we've had a ton of people. It's been ridiculous. The amount of people that have signed up for our email list after seeing content I posted on TikTok that are like, Oh, I want the free templates. Give me the free Mm -hmm. templates. And I'm not even like creating TikToks about them. It's just the link in my bio. Yeah. Seeing the education and like, converting a ton. Like we had like 50 people sign up on email after the video started going viral and like mm-hmm. broke 6,000 subscribers on our email list. And so it's just like really interesting to see, but I'm constantly also promoting my email list. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people like have it, but they don't promote it a lot. I'm constantly like, here's our free pitch template, like free template, free template, free template, like you get a yeah. template, you get a <laughs> template and constantly talking about it. That way people like know it exists. And you're constantly like, typically you're getting new people in your audience that haven't seen you post about it before. So like, don't be afraid of, of sharing about it, but that's the main way. We're not always creating new lead magnets. We're just refining the ones that we do have and building mm-hmm. out the nurture sequences and making sure those are really solid. And then just constantly talking about them on social. Mm-hmm. I lo- yeah. I love that. One thing I, I, one thing I like doing to build my list is like, with, uh, and also nurturing as well as like, uh, stories, Instagram stories. Yes. I, I, yeah. Yes. I, I, I think you posted yours pretty often as well. <laughs> I do. Yep. I actually yeah. just posted one today where I was like, we got a testimonial. So like someone messaged me in DMS and we're like, Hey, I just landed like my first deal and negotiated it and like landed it because of the free pinch template, pitch template that I got from you. So I posted that and I was like, we love DMS like this. And then on yeah. the next slide, I was like free pitch template you know there so you like, go yeah <laughs> be like, Wait, she landed a deal I need to land a deal I uh-huh. need this template if I don't have it already so 
I'm, I'm really big on like the Instagram stories. And now that everyone has the swipe up link, praise God. You I'm know, saying, yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> my gosh, that should have been the thing a long time ago. Yeah. But like you can leverage that. It's such a great way to like immediately link your email list freebie. And also like, if you need a good email provider, personally, I use Flowdesk. I'm obsessed with Flowdesk, mm-hmm. little plug right there. But I, I really love it because it's like aesthetically pleasing emails. It's an easy user interface. It's not confusing. I feel like a lot of email platforms are so freaking confusing mm-hmm. and you don't even know how to get started. So then you don't start because it's overwhelming. But Flowdesk is like my personal fave. That's what I use. What do you use? So uh, Aweber was my first love. <laughs> okay, I used Aweber at first too, my but then I felt love. like it was so confusing. So then I switched over to Flowdesk when they launched. Yeah, that was like my first, uh, like that was the first, like, uh, I guess like email platform I was taught. Like uh, I, yeah. I did a social media marketing uh, internship in high school, like at 16 years old. And he showed me wow. how to run like Facebook ads, uh, Google ads and all that stuff. And nice. like connecting like Zapier to like Aweber, like all the automation. So yeah. that was my first love. And then for trend watchers, I use Mailjet, Mailgun. It's like... um. I'm not a technical person either. I'm more like a marketing <laughs> teacher. Like, that's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I have it set to where like when people sign up on my website, um, um, like if if when like on the sign up sequence on the category collection, on, on the category selection, if people hit like I want I want to get trends like the tech section, the gaming section, this section, it automatically puts them in like the email list for the tech section yeah, or the email list. Yep. So it's like mm-hmm. super um, it's like a nice uh complex back end, you know so yeah, I use yeah, that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the way to do it though yeah. it's all the different segments yeah I have multiple like we have a different segment for each of our lead magnets and then like we have a wait list for you know network to net worth and then we've had wait lists for different events that we host and so we segment everything out to see like what people are signing up for what and also are there multiple people signing up for multiple different email lists mm-hmm. you know so it's really interesting but when we're sending out our nurture sequences so like our nurture you know twice a week emails that we send out on monday and friday we send it to the entire list that we have we don't segment those out the only time we really segment what we're sending out via email is if we're in a launch and we're only launching to like a certain wait list first to give them like vip priority to signing up for something mm-hmm. that's the only time we only send emails to them but outside of that we're sending it to the whole list i just like to see where people are coming from and like what they're signing up for oh yeah me too i'm all about like tracking because like tracking it's like goes hand in hand of like marketing yep (laughs) Yep, that that, that, uh, that's a whole nother conversation we're gonna (laughs) just go over that because this this will go on for like two hours but um one question i meant to ask you is like who is like your uh target audience like who's who's like your ideal like customer yeah so i would say i mostly work with females and i would say it's really any kind of industry because we have students at intuin that are photographers videographers graphic designers like hairstylists you know anybody that's wanting to leverage their talents and skill sets as a creator and leverage that through monetizing with brand partnerships Mm -hmm. is in my ideal audience you know someone that's like that works hard is driven willing to invest in themselves mm-hmm. is willing to, you know, try new things and, you know, get after it and just wants to monetize and like either have brand partnerships, be their full-time thing, a significant side hustle or something that they kind of like dabble in as a hobby right now, because they want to eventually transition to a serious side hustle or going full-time. 
those are my kind of people. Like, but anybody that's in the creative space, not just content creators or influencers. I think that was a misconception mm-hmm. that I like, that was another roadblock I had to get over is like, yeah. whatever. it was like, oh, calling all influencers. And then the industry shifted. And then who I was really wanting to serve shifted from me. Not, I was like, I don't want to just talk to influencers because not just influencers can do brand partnerships. It's like, mm-hmm. you could do brand partnerships, but you might not consider yourself to be an influencer mm-hmm. or want to be an influencer, but you could leverage brand partnerships. So really I just, that's why I say like creatives in general. No matter what kind Mm -hmm. of industry you're in as a creative, if you're wanting to leverage the power of landing paid brand partnerships and monetize the skills and talents that you have, then you're a good fit for what I'm teaching. So with that, uh, is there like a minimum, like a follower count you need to have, or is it just like uh, more on like you're the niche you're in? Like, how does that? Yeah. So what's really intriguing is if you're trying to be like an influencer and I'll clarify what that means. Influencer would be someone that has some, some kind of pull on a social media platform where you're influencing people to buy a product. I would say anywhere from like a thousand plus people, Mm -hmm. a lot of times this has to be like 10 K plus if you're under 10 K you're considered a nano influencer. So that's like a thousand, you know, 10,000 followers Mm -hmm. or less. Lots of brands are working with more and more nano influencers because you have really high conversion rates. But if you have like under followers, but you're really talented as a creative and let's say you're a photographer, a videographer, like you kill it with content creation, but like your following just doesn't showcase that skill that you have. Mm -hmm. You could do UGC user generated content. And that has nothing to do with your audience size because that's content that you're creating for a brand to mm-hmm. use on their email website. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> being paid advertising. They could want it for a billboard. They could want it for in-store signage, anything like that. It has nothing to do with your audience size or follower count, everything mm-hmm. to do with your skill set as a content creator. So you kind of have these two buckets. You have those in the creative like space that want to be an influencer. And they're like, I want to leverage the audience that I've built. And I want to do partnerships with brands where I'm posting sponsored content on my social media platforms. And that's like the Mm -hmm. influencer category. Then you have the second category of content creators that are like, I want to do UGC, just create content for brands that I'm not posting on my page, but I'm creating it for all of their pages. And you can make so much money from doing UGC. Mm -hmm. I will sometimes make more. And my students will sometimes make more from doing UGC for brands than for doing actual sponsored content. Because for example, if a brand wants to hire me and I will usually charge anywhere from $800 to $1,000 for an Instagram reel. So let's say a brand is willing to pay me $1,000 for an Instagram reel. Well, let's say that I want to charge, you know, $200 a photo, but I have a minimum of giving brands 10 photos. Well, that'd be $2,000 I could make from UGC or $1,000 that I could make from a reel. So Mm -hmm. I could make more from UGC and not actually posting on my account, even though I still have a decent audience size. So Mm -hmm. it's like, and then there's the people that do both. Like I operate as an influencer and I create content on my page promoting brands, but I also operate as a content creator where I do UGC for brands that my audience never sees. Unless Mm -hmm. they are like maybe on their email, the brand's email list, or like they're scrolling on that brand's social media, or they see a paid advertisement of me come up. So there's, it doesn't matter. Like when I, that's what we had to make a huge shift when it came to network to net worth The network to net worth light is like, you don't have to be an influencer or content creator to take this Mm -hmm. or want to be one of those, but you also don't need to have a certain follower account because you can work with brands and land paid partnerships. Even if you have no following, you could have zero followers Mm -hmm. and land paid deals if you have the skill set as a content creator. That's interesting. And, right? uh, and and the crazy thing is that like, uh, cause this, this is my first time hearing about this year. It's, it's just like an education problem. You know, even yeah, with, uh, me with YouTube, I always thought, thought that like you had to uh, 
get like millions of views to make uh, money on on YouTube. But like, um, like I come across people that have like 500 subscribers making 10K a month just because they oh, yeah. know how to like funnel their traffic off of YouTube to a course or program or whatever. There's like oh, yeah. so many different ways. It just comes down to just like, like making people aware and just like educating them and then giving them the resources to go out there and make it happen. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that's why I'm so passionate yeah. about it because there is like a huge lack of education. And so I'm really trying to break the stigma that you have to be a content creator or influencer to make it in, in land paid partnerships. Like you don't have to be, but you also could be. It's just a matter of like, I'm really big on what are, let's uncover your unique talents and skill sets as a creative in general. And then let's figure out how we can leverage those to land you paid deals. That's what I focus on. And it doesn't matter if how many followers you have. It doesn't matter your audience side. It doesn't matter like how much experience that you have. It really matters is like, let's look at your talents and skill sets because brands want to use those mm -hmm. and would rather hire freelancers and sometimes people just in-house because mm -hmm. they might be able to get a better deal or you can manage a project better than like who they're maybe trying to source and find to do in-house. So yeah, I'm really passionate about like just the education side. That's why I love teaching about it because so many people don't realize like they're missing out on a huge opportunity to work with brands mm -hmm. because they're stuck in this like mindset myth that you have to have a certain follower count or have to want to be an influencer or content creator. And mm -hmm. that's not true. I like that. And, and, and at the same time, change people's lives, you know, like just having that, like a second income, you know, that, that, that like lifts up so much as far as like a financial burden on people. So, yeah. on, and also on their families as well. So I love it. I don't want to, we're getting close as far as like to the hour mark, but, um, uh, what, what, what question did I have? Oh yeah. Do you have like any exciting plans for the future? Yes, I, we do. We do. <laughs> so <laughs> we're actually building a second company right now that is going to be separate from the Kaylee and Nicole company, which is where we're hosting network to net worth. And I do everything I'm doing right now. We're keeping it pretty DL, but I will say that it is mm -hmm. still in the realm of brand partnerships. So we do have that coming. We're hoping to launch that by the end of the year, like very low key, but I'm really excited mm -hmm. about just kind of the opportunities that that will unleash for creatives in the space. Um, I would say like, just we're growing the team right now. We have five people that, you know, are on team KN and we're, you know, always looking for new people and like finding uh, just different people that can fit into, you know, mm -hmm. roles that we have. Um, I would say like getting into paid advertising, everything that we've done up until this point has been completely organic outside of like one $150, like Facebook ad we ran like last year. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Same that, here. <laughs> yeah. So here. just doing more paid advertising and, um, getting into like building out funnels more because up until this point, we've always launched network to net worth only two times a year. And so we're planning on opening it up evergreen this fall. So we'll have mm -hmm. like our big launch, like we always do, and then keep it evergreen. And then that's when in 2023, we'll start running some funnels and put paid advertising behind that. And so I'm excited to see kind of what that does for the brand and just for creators yeah. out there that are wanting to land paid brand deals, but haven't seen my content before, you know, or haven't been like introduced mm -hmm. to what I teach that maybe we'll see it from paid advertising. Yeah. And also with paid advertising comes scale. Cause like with organic um, profit margins, they're like uh, super high cause you're not paying Facebook or Google, but it's yeah. also hard to like scale, but like paid. Totally. Uh, yep. You kind of sacrifice some from some, uh, some from profits to, to really yeah, yeah. scale yeah <laughs> yep so that should be pretty uh yeah uh, pretty exciting once uh once the numbers look right because because it is like a numbers game yes it, yeah. is. <laughs> it is and i'm yeah. like that's like next we need to i want to find someone that can do that like specializes in paid ads because i'm not a paid ads person and i don't do funnels so like we're always looking for you know okay like who could do our funnels who could do our paid advertisement and so mm -hmm. 
it's always fun to just like find new people that we'll be able to connect with and bring on the team to just like help us continue to bring like the, the dreams and visions that I have for the company to life. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last question, if you could do one thing every day for the rest of your life, what would that be? <sighs> just educating. I think just like, like meeting it. people where they're at and, you know, really helping them understand that they can do so much more than they're believing that they're capable of doing. And so just helping them like uncover those talents and those skill sets that they have and just pouring into them, just meeting where they're at, mm-hmm. pouring into them and teaching. I would also say like creating content. I love creating content. So whether that's like That kind of like overlaps into teaching. I do a lot of teaching content, face to cam videos. And so I would say like those two things or reading a good book. I love a good book. <laughs> Man, I cannot sit down and read a book. <laughs> I'm more of like, I got to listen to like a podcast while I'm driving or while I'm doing yeah. something. Yeah. But, I love reading. Uh, yeah. I, I'm like trying to be better about like slowing down because as an entrepreneur, everything is always so fast paced and you're running around, and you're doing mm-hmm. the next thing. And so it like forces me to like mm-hmm. slow down and be more present, which is something I'm really trying to be better, uh, like more intentional about in my life. And so mm-hmm. that's like, that's where that comes from. I'm like, you can do this, Kaylee. I just sit yeah. down and like read this book. <laughs> For me, for slowing down, I like going on night walks. Those are the best, especially like a nice Listen, like, audio a going on. In the city, you're not going to catch me on a night. Maybe move, to the, move, move to the country. <laughs> That's what I need to do. If I was yeah. in the country, different story, because I used to live in the country. But down here in the city, I'm like, Christian, my husband, I'm like, let's go, babe. But we do do like a hot girl. I call them hot girl walks, and he calls yeah. hot guy walks. So we'll do like walks because we live kind of by the river, and there's like a river walk in here yeah. in downtown Tampa. So we'll take like walks a lot, anything outside. I love being oh, outside, yeah. especially because like I work from home. I'm inside all day. I'm like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm, and outside yeah. <laughs> of, like walking or reading a book by the pool, something like that. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, I like it. But all right. Hey, uh, thank you for uh, uh, coming on, uh, being the second guest for the Finding Your Purpose podcast. And uh, for the people listening or watching this, uh, we'll have all of her links down below in the description. But uh, yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us, Kalia. Yes, and thank uh, you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Yeah, it was a good one. And...